Thank you for listening in. This is Neurodiversity University. This is Brandon Park. And Marissa Davis. And today we have a guest. Matt Jimenez. (laughs) Matt is actually one of the therapists that um, works at uh, New Focus Academy. So today we thought we'd bring him in and talk to him a little bit about some of the stuff that he does with our students. And one thing in particular is about mindfulness. So Matt... Why don't you tell us about mindfulness? What is it? Uh, so mindfulness, um, in a sense, is a way to be present in the moment. Um, it helps you be able to understand your feelings and emotions in a much more clear space. Mindfulness allows us to be one with our body and our mind. Um, the importance really is we're so caught up every single day running from this to that, whether it's our jobs, school, emotions with a partner or relationship. Um, So many things are constantly happening, and especially in the world of technology where we're constantly on our phone, we're on our computer. um, We're never really being present. And so we're actually not learning as young children or even teenagers or adults how to be mindful. And so... Uh, in a sense, to wrap this long little summary up, is mindfulness is a way to be present with your body and mind so that you can actually have a clear space to connect with yourself. Awesome. That's Very well, yeah. perfect explanation. <laughs> <laughs> and like to, to do kind of a quick summary, if you think about it, like as human beings, we a lot of times are caught up in either the future or the past. We're either worried about what's in front of us or you know, depressed or stressed out or angry or frustrated about what happened in the past. Um, And so we're constantly kind of jumping from the past to the future and sometimes mixing those two Mm -hmm. up. So we're not actually here when we need to be. Um, I think one of the things I've noticed is that when I'm out in nature, that helps me be more present. Um, I know skiing and fishing for Mm -hmm. you have been like huge places Mm -hmm. that you can be yourself in in the moment. So I have a quick question for you then. So you kind of gave us like a high level definition of mindfulness, but like, how do you think in our population with like mostly, you know, neurodiverse Mm -hmm. students and stuff like that, how do you think mindfulness is important to use there? Or how do you think it works? Yeah. So, I mean, with these kids with ASD, their minds are constantly on rev. They're constantly on the gas. Um, And if you add in maybe ADHD or something like that where there's hyperactivity included or something like that, these kiddos are constantly going from one thing to the next without even giving themselves a chance to think or breathe. And so in the moment, mindfulness becomes so important for them to learn because they really struggle with the regulation, with thinking processes, impulsivity, Um, and usually they get they become very impulsive when they react because they don't have the regulatory skills that they need. So learning how to become mindful gives them the ability to slow down their process, slow their mind, slow their body, feel the actual physical presence of themselves, whether it's, you know, the anxious feelings or the butterflies in our stomach. Um, we want to teach them how to recognize physical symptoms in themselves so that they can then use according coping mechanisms or strategies that help them with anger or sadness or whatever it may be. And if they don't have these mindful 
techniques to use, then they're never in the present moment, and then they're constantly making these impulsive reactions, which leads them to either negative choices or leads them to being even more dysregulated. And so it becomes very, very important that this becomes a base layer for working with neurodiverse kiddos. Luckily, none of us struggle with that. So give me some examples. Well, but first of all, I just want to say, like, it, while we all struggle with that, I, I can think of like five times just today um, that I struggled with it. Um, with this, with with students that have ASD, we tend to find that you know we all have struggle to kind of keep our thoughts and our emotions in line with each other. But with them, you know, if 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 my thoughts are on one side of the street and my emotions are on the other side of the street, mm-hmm. for them a lot of times it's like their thoughts are on one side of the city and their emotions are on the yeah. other side. Of the city. Like there's such a big kind of split, mm-hmm. and that somatic awareness helps them to then start connecting because emotions are are deeply rooted in your body and your system. the The emotional circuitry um, in the amygdala. The upper brain stem and in the cerebellum, there's this nice little U-circuit of emotional circuitry. It's all sitting around in the brain stem. And so when you connect somatic impulses, it helps them to be more aware of their emotions. Um, and since they're so, so often missed that an emotion's happening, mm-hmm. you know, because of a thought process is going on, that somatic connection is just huge for these guys. Awesome. Um, thank you. I like that. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's good to know. Um... So Matt, so what are some ways that you incorporate mindfulness into, you know, your therapy and stuff? Um, you know, some of the basic things are like breath work. I think that's such a basic one, but it becomes, you know, everyone when say, oh, deep, you know, breathe deeply or use your breaths. People kind of tend to discount it as something that actually is super beneficial for us um, because it's something we, we're doing constantly, right, is breathing. But really... When do we take 10 seconds out of our day to do 10 deep breaths without touching our cell phone or without this or that? So I think breath work becomes super important for these kids. Um, I've been doing... It gets more oxygen to your brain. Yeah. Which is supposed to be a good thing. And just now, i got to take a big deep breath so I can continue to think. And so it becomes super important. We forget how important breathing really is for our system. Um, and something else that I've been doing with the kiddos um, that I do in my own life is I've been taking some of the kids to uh, the pond, um, to the river. Um, fly fishing has become such an important aspect of my life because it really slows me down. Um, I try to be in the moment and be mindful, but sometimes it's really hard when we have uh, relationships and everything else going on. And so... I've found that certain parts of the world or nature, as Brandon was speaking to earlier, um, become so important for my life. Um, It's where I can slow down. It's where I can become mindful and I can start putting in more work into certain things that are going on in my life or maybe my past or maybe it's just to allow me to just be present and be with myself in the world and really, really washes away physically with the water and emotionally. So I've been taking a few of the kiddos to the pond and what I've been doing with them is I have them sit and I literally just have them sit with their senses. I ask them to sit for five minutes and breathe. They go over what they see, what they hear, what they smell, if they taste anything in the air. Um, And I have them really connect with the physical, their bodies, but the physical nature that we're sitting on, um, the ground, the water. Um, After that, we kind of go into uh, a little bit of what do we notice with this water, the fish. So, for example, 
uh, one time I brought a kiddo. Um, his name is, uh, what was his name again? Uh, Franchellino. Franchellino. So Franchellino <laughs> is really into fishing. And <laughs> Franchellino has gone before with his parents and before, but he'd never really gone in a way that I was going to take him. Um, and so we were watching these trout rise on the top of the water, just, you know, hitting insects on the top. And it had caused this effect, this ripple effect, where it was like... Whoosh, but nice sound effects, by the way. Thank you. I, I just really want you to visualize this ripples going across. I wish you could see his hands right yes. now. I mean, he's painting this like yeah. beautiful canvas yeah. here. And so if, I you, love it. if you picture this flat pond, it's very still-like. And then you have this trout that's coming up to hit the top water. And it causes this ripple effect. So this ripple effect happens in our entire life, whether it's water or if it's our every single day impacts, whether it's from, you know... I got a car in a car accident today. That sends a ripple effect throughout my life. And so, you know, we're looking at these trout and we're watching these ripples. And I'm like, what do you guys notice? And they're seeing the ripples go out and out further and further and further. But then soon enough, those ripples disappear and it becomes still again until another trout hits the top water. And so what I was teaching them in that moment was that, yeah, we can have all these impacts in life and they ripple effect throughout us, whether it's anger, sadness, anxiety, depression, all these different things that we experience, but they do slow down. They do disperse. We have moments of clarity. And this ripple effect can go in two ways. And what I want them to learn is that we can <clears throat> choose to work with the ripples and become mindful of them and use our strategies and skills and um, ability to communicate and self-advocate, or we can allow those ripples to go into other aspects of our life, which then impact our daily functioning, impact our emotions in a new way, they make us more vulnerable to things. And so what I've been trying to do with mindfulness is really help these kids get inside themselves, whether it's their head or their physical body, into a physical nature, so that they're not having all of this exterior stuff impact them. It's literally us in the moment, which is teaching them, you know, what it's like to be mindful. They don't get to experience that really ever because we have all the constant, whether it's kids or someone's freaking out, who knows what's going on. So for them, it's really important for me to take them and be in a silent, quiet space for us to actually communicate with ourselves inward. Um, and so that's a really cool example of mindfulness that I've been doing. And if you kind of think about how we as humans have kind of developed over time and through the, through the centuries, we, we've always had these points where we're walking through spaces where we're doing things, where we're out in, in nature or doing something where we can be mindful. Right. Now, our brains are wired for distraction. That's actually a safety skill. So when any kind of distracting thing comes up, we're supposed to look towards it really mm -hmm. quick and pay really close attention. But the problem is we've created a world that's all about distraction. Right. So whether it's technology or your friends or social media, there's just this constant barrage mm -hmm. of distraction after distraction. And so we are actually going away from what we need to, to like calm our systems mm -hmm. down, to learn how to relax and be in the moment. Well, and it's almost like a substance. Like if you're an alcoholic and you're drinking alcohol to help yourself, you know, get past all this. It's kind Why of Why are you looking at me when you're saying that? You know, I, just, I really wanted to tell you you've got a problem. This is, this is my way Oh boy, up. this just took a turn. And so, but really, if you think about it, we just have created all these new things, all these new distractions, all mm -hmm. these new ways to quote unquote cope, but it's not coping, it's just pushing it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, it sounds incredibly grounding. And it also sounds like you're giving these boys skills that they're going to need at kind of key points in their life when maybe they're feeling overwhelmed and feeling like so many things are coming at them or they might be getting dysregulated or something. It sounds like what you're doing is you're actually teaching them ahead of time ways that they can actually kind of calm themselves down in the moment. Exactly. As opposed to, yeah, so you're giving them these skills for for before. Yeah, and with becoming mindful, you learn, okay, this is a trigger for me. This is a situation that causes anxiety for me. Loud noises, that's too much for me. I need to remove myself from the area when it's too loud. We want to teach them all these things prior so that they can recognize, oh, my, my body's starting to tense up. I'm starting to get butterflies. I need to use a strategy right now. Otherwise, it's going to become out of control, and then I, it leads me to an impulsive decision, which usually isn't beneficial for myself. Um, and so that's our overall goal is to teach these kids to be able to use these strategies prior to their emotions becoming out of hand so that they can function in a normal, just being able to be out in the social world without feeling like they have to blow up or not be able to handle something or feeling too anxious. Um, and this is something that everyone should be doing, not just with these kids, but with these kids especially, it becomes that much more important because of their brain chemistry. Yeah. They have a tough time, um, and this is, I think, likely related to the cerebellum, which we can talk about in another podcast, but um, their ability to manage all that sensory stimuli and to regulate it is so much more difficult, mm-hmm. so learning how to be mindful is, is really important. And while I think most of the people listening to this will probably understand all about mindfulness and appreciate it, um, if you've got any friends who are trying to wrap their, their brains around it, like... A really great example of this is scuba divers. Scuba divers, um, when they scuba dive a lot, they tend to actually increase his mindfulness because you're in the moment, you're calm, mm-hmm. this beautiful thing. But you also have to regulate your breathing mm-hmm. you have, and have to do a lot of kind of rhythmic pattern breathing yeah. to, to overcome this. And what you find is, is that that helps these people develop an ability to better regulate their anxiety. So people that scuba dive professionally have mu- tend to have much lower anxiety than the rest of the population because they're constantly working at being in the moment and regulating their breathing and overcoming it. And, and to give you an example of how important breathing is and how it just instantly ignites your whole system, if, if someone walked up behind you and put their hand over your mouth and nose so you couldn't breathe, all of us instantly go into freak out mode. Mm-hmm. And that's our bodies are wired to do that. And so that regulatory system is innate in all of us. And with these kids, they have a, have a tougher time with regulating their, their, their physiology and their breathing and everything else. And so giving them this tool where they can naturally practice and get better at and better at it helps them to then improve. And when they get better improving their, their sensory overload and their emotional overload, they then start to be able to be able to use their brains to do more productive things. And so that not only helps them feel better about themselves and yeah. feel better emotionally, helps them to actually function better too. Yeah, that's why I was not a very good scuba diver. Back, I was going to say, and... No, thank you. I can't <laughs> scuba dive, and I've got a lot of anxiety. Maybe I need yeah. mindfulness. So you don't want me to put my... Yeah, yeah. no, that wouldn't work for you. <laughs> I feel like I need real... I'd be in the hospital after that. So maybe not the hospital. I'd go easy on you once I realized it was you. But <laughs> Matt, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate your time. Um, you know, this is very insightful, and I, I, you know, I appreciate mindfulness as well. So, I, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Neurodiversity University. 
with Dr. Brandon Park. And please share us, follow us, like us, and review us on all your social media platforms. And just so you know, this was brought to you by New Focus Academy. Thank you again. Bye.